don't really know where to begin here. Um, but we're back. Unraveled is back. And I brought a guest, my one and only former roommate. I feel like there's a million other titles I could give you, but it's fine. Um, so, I mean, do you want to introduce yourself, Kendall? Or do you want me to like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to throw up. But <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like we're like... <laughs> this feels like we're like in our college dorm room and like we're chatting like about our secrets and I feel like we're gonna like everyone's listening in to like yeah. our secrets so this is a little like okay a little fly on the wall like but I'm very excited to be here for your you know newest and greatest episode the reboot yeah um and for me like I don't know why I had so much anxiety like coming up to this moment and it's still kind of like pumping its way through my veins as we speak. Um, but in a way, like I haven't done this in so long. Um, and also it's taken on an entirely new form. So this is still, even though I recorded before and like the concept of this is not unfamiliar to me, this is still completely new in a lot of ways um so I feel very like I have stage fright <laughs> because I'm putting myself on the spot again um and I do remember this feeling from before but like people see me now and like I'm bringing other voices into which is not something that I really did before um but yeah we're back and I'm gonna try like super hard to not just use this space to like catch up with you but um <laughs> because like I do have a conversation that like I really want to jump into and I thought that you would be a really really good person to have it with um just because like we've always both been really introspective people um and I've always said that even though our journeys have taken really different like they look very different at the surface um in sharing them with each other and like communicating about them with each other I think that they still somehow always end up like it might look different but we're going through the same thing at the same time and that's just like so wild to me especially because we live on other like opposite sides of the country now um which is what I want to talk about today. But yeah. So just for background, obviously, like some of us or some of the people that will tune into this will know us for like the dynamic duo that we are. But um, for those of y'all that don't, there I am with the alls. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Yeehaw, Calgary. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, for those of you that don't, just for some context, um, Kendall and I were college roommates. We literally transferred to the same school, um, the same semester. Neither of us knew anybody. We were both just kind of like lost at sea, no pun intended. 
And, <laughs> and we happened to meet each other at, wasn't it like a gay straight alliance meeting? It sure was. You know, we were, getting, <laughs> we were becoming I just allies. figured, <laughs> yeah, like I just figured that, you know, I knew nobody. I was going through a really yeah. rough time. And that was like a good way to meet some faces and potentially like form some community. And we ended up bumping into each other. And I just was like, do you want to like hang out with me? <laughs> like I, I was going through it so hard. <laughs> so hard no we, we like literally we're like one of the only two queer people and we're just like hey we're no matter what we're just gonna have to be friends because this campus yeah. is too small to not like know each other but luckily we just kind of hit it off I guess, yeah and I, I think say. that for like a hot second our relationship like our friendship was kind of surface level like I think it always yeah. starts that way but I distinctly remember being in a library quiet room doing homework together and then yeah. the conversation I don't know how or why but it went from zero to a hundred yeah no and we I, were just like whoa and so I think in that moment maybe I didn't realize it right then but like eventually I looked back on that moment and I was just like we were definitely brought into each other's lives like for more than just like being friends with somebody in college oh um so yeah and I think that that really has just evolved in ways that like I for one never could have foreseen as we've gotten older um and we've just gone on weird adventures in life (laughs) um So, yeah, I mean, that's like really what I want to talk about today is um, that whole sense of moving from where your roots are and just kind of like finally having the courage to just take off and like fling yourself into something with not really much knowledge of like what's going to happen. Um, And, you know, in doing that, leaving behind like most of what you've ever known. Um, because like, obviously like college was, college was two hours away from home for me and four for you. Right. Yeah. It was four. So that's like, at the time it was big, but now I look that back at that and I'm like, yeah, now 2000 plus miles away. Yeah. So like (laughs) it's definitely puts a lot into perspective. And I think that even though that still was a growing and learning process, this has made it take on like a whole new meaning. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you, when you think about Uh, those moments where you were like making the decision and you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is where I might end up, or I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Like what goes through your brain? So I think for me, And like, I listen to this podcaster, Mel Robbins, and she talks about there's certain people that sit in the stands of their life, or there's people that play on their court in their own life. And I Mm -hmm. feel like my early adolescence, I was like, going with the flow, like, doing the simple things, not really like, I like to chill, like, I like to like, go into my routine, and I like to know the outcome. But in order to make a big change in your life, you kind of have to 
have the confidence because confidence is the ability to try something. It's like, you know, I exude like it could be appearance and this and that, but truly confidence is like coming from this inner part of yourself, the willingness to fail. Mm -hmm. And I think finally I hit that point in my life that, you know, I graduated college and I thought like it would all just magically come together. And then I realized that that's not the case. Like you have to actually make things happen for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, college was super stable and, you know, you went to class and you didn't really have to like think too far ahead. And that like really, you know, formed me into this unhealthy habit or pattern of just being content instead of being like well why the f can I just go do it you know Mm -hmm. and I think I think a lot of people in their young 20s are just like well I want to do this but how do I get there and for me I was in the same boat I was just like well I don't want to necessarily stay in Rochester I don't want to move back home how do I do this Mm -hmm. and like it's not like a how it's just do and you have to be you Snaps. have to be like, <laughs> yeah, like you, you can't be super hesitant. And for a lot of my life, you know, you, you're hesitant. Like you, uh-huh. all, you know, all, you know, like I only knew New York and like all these, you know, small things that like make me me. And I loved every second of like being home in New York. And I loved my time at college. Like it was a good foundation and then I moved across the country and I was like, man, and you, it's cliche to be like, oh, I wish I did this sooner. But like, it all sort of started falling into place. Like, you know, you get out here and you just start making things happen. And I think you had the same feeling. Like once you left that little bubble that you thought like would have this grip on you for so long, and then you finally do it, you're just like, you know, I'm doing it. And like, there yeah. was no turning back. Like there was like no turning back for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely wanted to speak to the same sentiment, but I almost feel like you already did for me. Um, (laughs) Just because, like, when we graduated college, I mean, I graduated before, so it was, like, the middle of the year, and I, December 2019, like, before things got really fucking hairy, um... (laughs) I moved home and I remember feeling like the biggest failure, the biggest failure. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. was like, I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible. Um, and my scope still was so small because it was like my plan then was to get my shit together and move back to Rochester as soon as possible. So still my scope of life and the world was still like it was just home and Rochester. Um, so really, I think that obviously COVID had a lot to do with it, but after a while, when things started like settling down with that, if you will, I got to a point where I felt super stagnant. Um, and I felt myself getting super duper comfy with, going through the motions, not really challenging myself. I worked at a job that was like, you know, I was teaching, which I love absolutely till I die. But like, I felt very unfulfilled. Um, And I just, I had that same exact feeling that you spoke about where I always said, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
I know, because I knew that I would never, ever, 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 ever be in my hometown forever. But it was like, I'll do it when I'm ready. And when you're, you know, I was 21 when I graduated college, like, that's fine. You know, you're 21. Then I was 22. And then I was 23. And then I was 24. And I was like, holy fuck, I'm still here. Yeah. And I, it was just like, this pipe dream that I had been smoking for so many years. And I was like, I just got, I had this realization like this past summer where I was like, I said that I was going to get out of here as soon as possible because I didn't want to even come back here in the first place. And I've been here for three years and I felt disappointed in myself. Um, I really did. And like, I, also think that I um, needed to be home for some of that time because I went through a lot of shit that I think that I needed that stability in order to get through Um, just like some super scary shit with my mental health and um, a lot of unnecessary heartache. But I did ultimately feel like I was growing stagnant. And it was always when I'm ready, when I'm ready, when I'm ready. Um, but there you're is no ready. when you're ready. You're, you're never, never fucking ready. ready. You're, you're never ready. ready. Like, let um, me tell you, you're, you're never ready. Yeah. And honestly, when I decided to move, it wasn't, it was something that was um, on my mind and, and feelings that I had for a really long time but I wasn't actively planning or choosing anything. And there were a lot of people around me that started up, you know, they were up and leaving too. So I was like, damn, like they did it. Like, so my interest was peaked. And then of course I met someone (laughs) and I very quickly realized that I was fond of that someone. And upon meeting that someone, they were like, I'm moving. Um, You're super cool. And I want to hang out with you, (laughs) but I'm moving to uh, North Carolina in two months. And I was like that Alanis Morissette song, like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Like what the fuck? (laughs) So I just was like, of course I meet this person. Like, Timing's he's, always impeccable. <laughs> yeah, timing was great. And he's like super awesome. And, you know, I really like him. And then, of course, he's leaving. And then I sat on it and I was like, you know what? Like, it's fine. This temporary window of my life with this temporary person, like, I very much kind of set myself up for inevitable heartbreak again. And then I like, I started thinking outside of the boxes, I guess, that I had been putting myself in, really, because I'm so, so, so overly concerned with what other people think of me. Um, and I was like, what if I just left? Yeah, it just started Like, what there. if I just left? Literally, it and starts so, there. And then I, you know, 
I really like just kept that really close to myself. Like those cards were very, very, very close to my chest because I didn't want to bring that up and then have people would be like, you're going to follow a man to another state. Like you're fucking insane. And so one night him and I were sitting out at dinner and I, um, I had gotten a call because of course I'm snooping on indeed. And I'm like, show me jobs in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I, um, I had gotten a call from a school and their principal left me a voicemail and she was very intrigued and wanted to talk to me. And I, I didn't even want to tell him that I was having this thought process at first because I didn't want him to think like this bitch is crazy. Like she's like, what's she doing? And so we're sitting at dinner and I very like hesitantly showed him this voicemail from this principal she had her little twang and he was like I'm sorry what (laughs) and I was like I applied to some teaching jobs in North Carolina and he was like he just like lit up Mm -hmm. and he was like you really like you did and I was like yeah I was like I don't know what I'm doing yet I have not made any choices here but like I'm just dipping my little toes in the water and the water's warm. So like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it came down to it. And I flew down here to visit after he moved. And um, I was like, you know what? And I had been down here a couple times before just on like trips to visit friends and family and whatever. Um, and the day after Thanksgiving, I drove up to good old New York with a U-Haul attached to the back of my little Ford SUV. Uh, and a week later, I drove 12 hours back down here with what was left of my belongings and my two animals. Um, and not that much. <laughs> right. Well, it was just no, like... I had four suitcases and I packed up and flew across the country. And Yeah. You know. Um, but I really did have like a, especially because I mean, the one big differing thing in our situations is that obviously this was a solo venture for you. Yeah. And for me, it did involve another person. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really struggled. I really honestly, at one point was like, I'm not going to do this solely because I don't want people to think I'm doing it just because of another person. I don't want people to think that I'm packing up my entire life and moving away for the sake of a man that I haven't even been with for that long um, at the time, especially. Um, And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, in my conversations with myself, I have wanted to be more and do more for so long Mm -hmm. whether I was in a relationship in a situationship by myself you know whatever the situation might be in terms of that part of my life I have always wanted I've always intrinsically felt pulled elsewhere And I was like, you know what, maybe this person coming into my life is literally just a message from wherever that I can. Like, it's okay to go. It's okay to leave. I and I said to myself, like, I had to. 
yeah, like I had to be real with myself and really say, okay, shit don't work out between you guys. Because I had that happen to me before. Like I literally moved to another city because like I could not live without the partner that I was with. And it was really just young, stupid, codependent love. And Mm -hmm. it ended up going south and I ended up being like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, but no, this time I, it was like the hard part. things go south. I will never once regret what I did. Um, of course, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing for anybody to deal with, and nobody wants that to happen. But in the event that it did, this is a decision I made for myself. This it is this is a decision that I would stick to, regardless of the outcome of that relationship which was you know kind of the segue for me being able to take off I don't know like does that make literally any sense (laughs) I mean it does I mean you don't owe anyone that like dramatic that's the thing too like you don't you don't owe it and I think that's the thing about life is like actually like taking the driver's seat of your own life and being like hey I don't like give two f's like what this is going to end up like And I think for me, once I finally like let go of like my own made boundaries about being like, this is what my life should look like and just like Mm -hmm. started doing, I think every aspect of my life has like been so much better. Like I just went home recently and, you know, I was talking to my family and they're just like, we've never heard you like talk with such, you know, grace, poise, like about like what you're doing in your life and this and that. And that like really affirmed my decision because it's just like you know when I was in school like I was young I didn't really like I was unsure of myself to the point Mm -hmm. that I couldn't have anything super stable like you know we put on the mask we're just like oh we got it together like I'm 21 years old like well and your life is like in a fishbowl yeah like you're just like yeah I'm good like I'm I'm an adult like that was like I was four hours from home I was just like you know I'm free right and then I got it (laughs) I'm just like yeah and I think you know, we kind of grew up together and you kind of saw me like nervously, like go through the motions of life. And like, you know, I would tip my, you know, dip my toes in as well, but like, I never fully jumped into something that was like, Mm -hmm. you know, for me with the confidence that I have now that I exude now, which is so freeing. And it's like, not even that you have to like move like, you know, 2000 miles away or like move like a couple hundred miles away it's the fact that you have the courage to try something that you don't know the outcome mm-hmm. and doing it anyways. And for so long, I think we put ourselves in these boxes when really like nobody cares what you do. You just have to do it. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, no, that's a thing I have to tell myself all the time. Like, yeah. Like you have to like, <laughs> you know, for you, for you to like find somebody that you want to experience life with, I think is like also a very important thing. And, again, I was like reading something and I was just like, why don't we, you know, we put such love on such a pedestal where it has to be like romantic and this and that. And recently I've tried really hard to find things that I love and like, whether it's my friends, like if my friends are super down, I'm, you know, buying them, you know, food or coffee or something like that, where, you know, or your family, you're exuding love in other places that doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like this romantic love that like, fills you up type deal so I think that's also 
a part of the journey once you love yourself like this big move has shifted like way more than just like packing my bags and like hoping for the best it's just like okay now I can like finally focus on developing a life that's just mine and I'm finally having that peace of mind being like okay I did the big thing what's the Mm -hmm. next big thing but where Mm -hmm. can I fill these gaps you know that's yeah I literally actually wanted to start talking about that kind of thing. So thanks for living rent free in my brain. Um, (laughs) Roll, roll the question. Yeah, so there is that one, you do the damn thing, right? Like you pack your shit, you make the trek. For you, it was 2,000 miles. For me, it's like 800, um, which is still like, you know. And you get there and you unload your shit and like, okay, my apartment's unpacked. The adrenaline of the physical move is over. Um, or it's at least dissipating. And that's like exactly what you just said, where the next thing really for me, especially was now you got to sit with yourself. Um, because you're moving to a place where I know less than this many people. I started a, I'm still working in uh, the school system, but I started a new line of work. I live in a city, but I work in the middle of nowhere. Like it is country. And it's definitely been an adjustment and it's given me a lot of time to sit like I said with myself um like because yes I did this with someone else but we each have our own lives we each have had to go through those girls I like to call them um on this journey in our own way so some of it like we have you know talked about together but also we are two different people and we've really handled this transition in life very differently. Um, So I have been able to go inward and ask myself questions that maybe I was putting off before um, or sit with myself and be like, it's Friday night. It's the weekend. You don't have to work. You have no fucking friends, Natalie. What are you like? It puts you in an uncomfortable space. Um, And that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about was aside from the initial making the big move itself was the discomfort that you have to sit in. You don't like when I pictured moving away when I was younger, when I was little. And even I think some of those images stay with you as you get older. I imagined this like single 20 something year old female who gets out of a cab with a few of her bags And she already has this well-decorated life put together for her where she gets all cute and she goes to bars and she, she becomes best friends with strangers. And like, sometimes those kinds of things do happen to us, but that's not real life. And I guess for me um, (laughs) specifically, that was like a very rude awakening that I kind of like, it sat with me. I didn't think that, you know, it was going to be rolled out in front of me per se, but I also was just like, 
not only do you not have friends, but you're not going to have any friends unless you fucking do something, unless you put yourself out yeah. there. It's a whole new type of vulnerability. As an adult, like, it's one thing to be the new kid in school, right? But, like, I'm literally 12 hours away from everything I've ever known. I know, like I said, two, three people. Um, and one of them is my partner, whom I love dearly. But, like, I don't want that person to be my only friend. Um, that's been very important to me from the jump is that we establish our own senses of self and make our own friends and do our own things. Um, so it's like, it really, it's been really uncomfortable. Like I've been, I've been honestly, like, I don't regret for a minute. Like I said, moving or taking on any sort of new venture, but it's been really fucking uncomfortable. Um, and I think that that's not, it's just not talked about as much. Like, I think that, uh, moving away as always framed as like this eat pray love and like some of it is like that there is a lot of romanticizing to be done but at the same time there are those moments where like I've cried a lot I've <laughs> cried a lot and I've been very uncomfortable and very just out of my element um and like I said not feelings of regret but just necessary growing pains that I know that I have to sit through um, that are the less pretty, less decorated, less coming of age indie film types of things that you have to deal with when you, when you take yeah. the fucking plunge and you throw away everything you've ever known to like fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's so funny that you bring up that side of it because I was literally in this conversation, you know, like my friends are pretty scattered at this point mm -hmm. and you know, I think a lot of people, like, when they check into my life, it seems like very exciting, very fun. And like, yes. you know, I'm like, you know, yes. like, I, I live in sunny San Diego. And I say that all the time. And like, I'm so grateful and happy to like be in a place like San Diego. Uh -huh. But I remind them, I'm just like, just because it's sunny in San Diego doesn't mean I still don't feel those inadequate feelings yeah. of, oh, like, this is so new, like, I wonder what this person's doing, that person's doing. And just because like, I can go out on Fridays and meet these new people and, you know, form these friendships and like, do the thing that I wanted to do, doesn't mean that some days, like, I sit in bed, and I'm just like, man, like, what's what's next, or like feeling, you know, no direction in that sort of grand scheme of life. And then I explain that to people that like, we all struggle, no matter where you go in your like, life journey, you know, just because you pack the bags and you get here doesn't mean it checks all the boxes. Just like if me and you moved and we were both in San Diego doesn't mean we're both going to be like happy go lucky all the time. And right. I think that's like a humbling moment to be like, you know, it's great when you're comfortable in a place and you have like all these familiar, but like it doesn't take away the struggle that you're going to always, you know, face. There's going to be those obstacles. It's going to be that bad day or like that bad month. And for me, like, that's living and growing you know I came out to like San Diego and again I didn't know anyone I did it alone um, all I had was you know work and you know I pretty much had to make do with that and since then have allowed myself to have the patience to immerse myself at my pace mm. you know when I go patience out is huge know, no it really is it's just like okay yeah, like, I've really been struggling <laughs> with I struggle yeah, with patience like, just in general but like especially no, it's 
this has put yeah. my patients to the test. Yeah. And like, I think for me, it's like giving myself and like, this is my new big thing is like giving myself that grace to like, be mm -hmm. human. So mm -hmm. listen, I'm not a psychologist, I didn't go for it. But like, the only thing that I can test to is the human experience and being like, I'm just as human as anyone else, just because I live in this amazing place with a great apartment, like I have the friends, like, you know, I don't downplay that, like, right now, like, you know, life has worked out thus far but the in-betweens you know of just being human and like waking up and feeling inadequate or like what's the next jump or is like this going to be my forever place which I hope it is because I do enjoy San Diego and like all that it has to offer but with coming with a big move you leave behind like you know I miss my like miss out on family things you miss out on friends lives you know we used to like be you know, roommates to like living a couple hours from each other to like literally halfway across the country. And, you know, we, we make good about connecting to people, but, you know, we all talk about FOMO and it's just like, oh, like mm -hmm. I wonder what they're doing. And like, you know, you want to pack everyone that you can in your bags and be like, well, follow this journey with me. And when you grow up, that's the lonely part is that like these connections, yeah, they like, you know, like they ebb and they flow, they, you know, that sort of thing. And it's just now I have to make it work somewhere else. And like, that's a pretty intense thing. You know, you lay down roots in your hometown yeah. for, you know, 18 years. And then we went off to college and I thought Rochester was, you know, this beautiful experience that like, you know, I am grateful that like everything that happened in Rochester has led me to this point. And yeah. now I'm just like, okay, okay, like now I'm here but there's still those feelings of like, you know, that what's next, you know? And I think that is the humanness of it, no matter where you end up or, you know, you have to learn to be with yourself. And yeah. I think for a I think for a while I was scared to get to know that version of myself to like sit and be like, okay, like what is yeah, Kendall wanting to do? Something you don't yeah. like when you're not distracted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think, you know, a lot of my, young years like I was distracted I was like okay like where do I put these feelings or how do I talk about these feelings mm -hmm. and now I'm just like word vomiting like out these feelings but like that's like a cool <laughs> thing <laughs> that's yeah like a but cool it's thing cool. to like experience that like now I'm super open to talking about things and like you know I think as you get more confident in yourself that's where it like starts to come like I can sit with myself you know I like my alone time I don't need to like be busy. I don't need to like have fun and mask, you know, what's actually what I'm feeling. And I think mm -hmm. that's the whole part of it that it's not just necessarily moving. It's all the other feelings that like come with that move that yeah. are like, like even bigger than just being at the beach. <laughs> you know, and I, really right, cool. right. And it's, I literally have so many things um, to say, but <laughs> Number one, I definitely can resonate to that feeling of, you know, talking to people who are home, um, especially in my situation, talking to people who have only ever lived in one place and known one reality, um, which is not to knock that experience at all, um, because for some people that is good and that is okay. Um, but 
it is, the conversation is always framed with a lot of like positivity and, you know, like you must be doing so great. And, you know, there's no snow. That's a big one right now because it's like atrocious in New York. Um, But, you know, there's no snow and it's sunny out all the time. Um, And you live 10 minutes from the ocean and all these things that almost kind of made me feel like at first guilty that I was still having this transitional kind of discomfort. Um, And I had to really tell myself that like, I'm still allowed to be a person. And it it made me think of, um, I had this therapist when we were in college. I started seeing her the semester that we transferred. um, Because like I said, I just really was not having a good time personally. um, And I also was doing that two hours away from home, which was the farthest I had ever been from home for like a length of time in my life. Um, So I started seeing this therapist on campus and I can't remember what exactly I was talking about the day that I, that she said this to me, but she was like, oh yeah, the geographical cure. And I just looked at her and was like, what is that? Because it sounded intriguing. (laughs) Um, I'm like okay new vocab and she's like a geographical cure like a lot of people think oh I'm struggling I'm just gonna pick up my life and I'm gonna move it somewhere else and when I get there everything that I am having a hard time with now is gonna go away and of course when you explain it out like that it sounds fucking ridiculous but like (sighs) I do think that sometimes even subconsciously we do think this is a fresh start you know, new place to live, new me, and I'm not really going to have the issues that I'm having here, because the problem is where I live. The problem is this, the problem is that. And I did get rid of so many of my things. And I did leave with, you know, next to nothing compared to what I had had before. And I did leave a very different person than I may have been in the years prior. But you do still carry some of that shit with you. And I think that being in a new place is what ex- what um, exposes itself to you. And it forces you to see it. It forces you to feel it. Um, yeah. Which I think I needed. You know, you always, I always hit these bumps in like my journey of life where I'm like, I, I know at the end of the day, I haven't done all the growing that I can do, but I also don't know what else there is for me to do. Like, I know there's more, but where is it? You know, and this yeah. move really, like, put it in front of my face and said, here, bitch, you have yeah, a lot no, of things you have to, to learn. Sit. You have a <laughs> lot of things to here. grow for. Yeah, you're going to yeah. sit here on a Friday night with your Chinese takeout, and you're going to think about it. <laughs> and I already really yeah. loved being no. by myself. I did. But I also know and had to accept the fact that I had spent the greater part of my late teens and early, early 20s, because I guess we're still in our early 20s, my earliest 20s, drinking and smoking my pain away (laughs) and constantly surrounding myself with other people. Like I am a social butterfly and I, I thrive off of human connection. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But to really, truly be comfortable with a being by myself, which I can, I already kind of hurdled, but A, being by myself and B, being by myself 
completely like in my natural state yeah. is like, no, it's, whoa. Like, and it's hello. Me to, yeah. Hello. Like, <laughs> hey, I, how are um, you? I really have like myself over again in a way and have allowed, you know, given myself permission to like, let me reintroduce myself. Um, I think I'm kind of cooler now, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, it's forced me to ask myself questions that like might seem kind of dumb at surface level, but like I sit there and I'm like, Natalie, what do you like to do? Yeah. Like I never, like, what do you like to do? <laughs> that's not doing something for someone else. That's got nothing to do with your job. That does not involve any sort of substance consumption. What do you like to do? Because I've been using yeah. the same fucking answers for the last 10 years, and I don't <laughs> even do those things anymore. I like reading, and I love listening to music. Okay, most sane human beings like listening to music, Natalie. What do you like to do? When you're sitting by yourself and you say, hmm, I'm bored, what do you want to do? Like, mm -hmm. I really have had to become a person again because I made so many generic things like my whole existence and I yeah. kind of made hanging out with other people as a distraction my whole existence <laughs> like and my partner and I work opposite schedules so like I come home every night and it's like I used to dread it and now I get excited mm -hmm. like I get to put on my jammies <laughs> and snuggle with my fur babies and play sims and I am so lame <laughs> And I have never been happier. <laughs> I love Sims. No, I don't care. No, no. I I totally understand like how you mean like actually getting to know a version of yourself that isn't, you know, 18, 20 years of pent up like pattern after pattern after pattern. I love hanging out with my friends. I love being the social butterfly. And people say that all the time. It's just like, you know, I love, I love the excitement of that. And then recently I've really taken that step back to be like, okay, Ken, like what's going on? Like, let me do the inner work that like actually is going to fill me up. And I think, you know, I traveled a lot overseas last year. I wasn't really connected and it allowed me, it physically made me sit. Um, and I think that's, you know, one of those things that every person, every person has to be willing to do that and yeah, yeah. you know I'm obviously not lost at sea but like you got to yeah, be able to like you said before like I'll say it again because I think it's fucking gold you have to be willing to do something without knowing what the outcome is and I think that we are both like you already mentioned it but yeah. we are both two people who like to know when I do a b is gonna happen yeah and then if you put them together like, we're gonna they, get c and they, that's that yeah yeah, no, I've been a re results like oriented person like my whole life. I was just like, yeah. if I go to school, I'm going to get a job and that's going to be like it. And then I, you know, graduated school and I was like, I don't want that job. I don't actually know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I have to do something that like is for me. Yeah. And you have to kind of let go of this negative outcome. Like, I think a lot of us get into this negative mindset, like predetermined failure. And yeah. I think that's like a huge thing that you're just like, well, if I don't make it, like, 
then I'm done. Like I would have to go back to my parents or back to like my yeah. hometown. And it's like, and it's like, not even that you have to leave your hometown. It's like letting go. And like you said, like, you don't have to leave, but it's also, are you do like, are you in control? Are you fully like in the game? Are you mm-hmm. sitting courtside of your life? Are you letting the days pass by? I mean, we met when we Those were Those are what I like 20. to call NPCs, non-playable <laughs> yeah. characters. Like, are you being a yeah. non-playable character? Yeah, exactly. No, like, that's <laughs> like, it's just like, hey, like, you can be on the jumbotron of your life as it's passing you by. Here I am 25 years old. And I'm just like, I couldn't imagine, like, watching myself on the jumbotron, like, not yeah. making it happen for myself when I knew I was full of potential. And, like, that's the thing it's only potential until you take action on it, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can be the best in the game. And like, I could have been the best at the job or you could like have the perfect scenario. You're going to move with your best friend. You're going to move with your partner. You're going to do this. It's all potential. Mm -hmm. These things don't take action until you take action. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, until I was on the plane, no turning back one way ticket, I wasn't taking action. I was just falling in love with that potential. And I think in life, we have the habit of daydreaming I'm a daydreamer I'm just like oh, oh my god this I, would be <laughs> this would be perfect if, if reading this me to fill here this thing and so, so, it's just like okay and like you get caught up in it and that's where you become that stagnant you're just like okay it's gonna happen don't you worry mm-hmm. and I, I don't like to be a talker and I think for a while in my younger 20s um I was a talker I was just like no I'm Same. gonna make it happen like you know like xyz i got this i got this shit in the bag like i Mm -hmm. you know fake it till you make it type you know bs and like i mean it's not all bs but hey now i'm taking action now i'm just like wow like i'm not all talk. like i packed the bags i did it and i was you know and i you know hesitant to say i was scared to do it yeah like oh please i (laughs) you can be as hesitant as you want because i will admit to the both (laughs) of us that i was fucking terrified yeah i was just like you gotta be kidding. Like, I went you know, into like autopilot. Yeah, no, it's just and like, I was um, I no choice. Yeah, I really did. I kind of blacked out a little, like in life, a no. little bit. Um, not in a bad way, but just because, like, I knew that if I sat around and fucking pondered it for too long, that I would end up not doing it. Um, and I was yeah. talking to a friend who actually moved uh, down to Raleigh from New York, mm, like two or three years ago now in like the heat of COVID. Um, And I was talking to him when I first started like thinking about this. And I was like, dude, am I fucking like batshit crazy or what? And he was like, no, like you really just got to fucking send it. Like it sounds so generic and so like Nike (laughs) t-shirt, but like you really just have to, you just have to go. Um, And he gave me, he's like, have you ever read The Alchemist? And I'm like, yeah he's like (laughs) I read the alchemist and um he's like you should just reread it like you should just give it a little gander because that was something that I read when I um was really like sitting with my thoughts and making the choice to move um and he said but I will tell you right now that there was a u-haul in my driveway him and his brother moved together um and he was like there was a u-haul in the driveway with all of our shit in it and we were ready to make this, I think Raleigh's only like 10 hours from New York. Uh, they're a little bit north of me, but he's like, and it still didn't feel real. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite get what he was saying until I was hauling it down <laughs> I-40, doing 75 with a screaming cat, a passed Literally. out co-pilot. <laughs> 
a five pound chihuahua and half my yeah. shit in a five by seven trailer and i was like yeah. i'm not like i'll be home any i'll be home in no time Trust me. um and then it was just like then you get up for your first day of work right um you put your shit in an apartment um and it really it didn't feel real. feel real it still, it still doesn't does. most of the time but it was I so funny like what right like this I'm is my like, life um i can get up and go wherever i want like an insomnia cookies is literally around (laughs) um right and so it's funny because it really didn't feel real and it hasn't felt real besides when i'm in my little bubble that i've created for myself until today Hmm. like and it's it really has nothing to do with the fact that we were recording today. It's just, I was at work and when you start a job, especially because of course, like the whole rabbit hole of moving also opened other doors for me. Like, why don't we leave teaching while we're at it? Um, so I'm at work and like the, the first you know month or so of my job was kind of like learning the ropes and it was slow. And I don't like that. I don't like being Mm -hmm. idle. I like to be busy. I like to be on my feet. Um, And I like to feel like I am doing something, really. Um, And I haven't. And it's been really discouraging on top of everything else. Just And it it was nobody's fault or anything. It was just that's, again, you got to be patient. Um, And so today, like... I had my first situation where I got a kid to come to school who like had not been to school in weeks Mm -hmm. and the kid had nothing. So I got them, you know, all these school supplies together and sent them on their way to class. And I saw them walking down the hallway uh, with the social worker. And I just was like, It felt like the first time I had done my job. Yeah. And like I was leaving a classroom today uh, after school program to go home. And I was all anxious about like, I'm recording the reboot episode. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? Like, I'm doing it on camera and I'm doing it with another person and like rehearsing all this shit when I don't want it to be rehearsed at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to leave guys. Like, have a good night. And this girl goes, bye, Miss H. I love you. Oh, that's so adorable. And I was like, you know, I've had those moments with students before as a teacher and like in the couple of years that I taught in New York, but in this new venture, yeah, that had never happened before. Yeah. And I walked back to my classroom and I was like, you know what? One day you just wake up and, you know, X amount of time has gone by and you know, either you just wake up or something happens and it just makes sense. Yeah, I feel like today you finally stopped running. Like, I feel like a lot of this is like, I just, we're running. We're running I lived a and, day. I lived yeah, a whole day yeah. in the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you literally like, and I felt the same way. Like some of these moments I like, you know, for so long thought, oh, maybe I'm just running, like constantly just running, running, going, going, going. And then you wake up and you're like, ground it you're like this is today 
mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm I really did feel a shift. Like I don't know how to explain yeah. it really because it's internal, but like I really did feel a shift and like a calm that I have not quite felt before. There's always like been this underlying anxiety of like waiting for something to go wrong because I feel mm-hmm. like when you try something new and you take that leap Mm-hmm. There is just, and for me personally, because I'm like anxious as all get out, um, there is that impending, like, I need to be on guard because I'm waiting for something to come in and ruin this for me. And then you do the opposite and be like, but actually, why don't, why doesn't something go right? You know, right. you, turn, you flip right. it, you'd be like, you can't have that impending doom because, you know, it might not, like, you know, like, you can't live the life of possibilities. Yeah. Because look at it, it's going right. Yeah. It's not going wrong. It's going it's right. So and like I think weird. that's that series of possibilities and all they are are just possibilities. Like there's no end game. There's no direct outcome. Like there's only a series of possibilities that mm-hmm. you know shift and reshift. And I think when you grow and like you're finally confident in yourself, you're like, you're good. The boundaries are there, like <laughs> you know what you want, you're not gonna accept the you know, the dirt anymore, you're going to be like, I'm going to take that ownership, I'm going to rock this shit out, whatever that looks like. And there is no definitive answer, even for me, like, yes, I can't be like, literally try to come up with one, because it's probably not going to be the one. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, it's (laughs) like, again, Mel Robbins, like this podcaster, I listen to her every morning on like my little run. And she's just like, dreams are sometimes the unachievable thing because it keeps you going day after day yeah. after day it's like the dream yeah, you gotta have something like, you to know, chase you know you know to chase so like you know goals goals are achievable those are like the achievable things like your goal is mm-hmm. to do this or that and like I think when you look big picture you know we talk about you know being not content or stir crazy or things like that um and then you sit and you reevaluate your goals and just know yeah. that your dreams are always going to be there to just drive you to just, you know, think outside the box. And, yeah. you know, it's not always that attainable thing. And I think, you know, when we packed up our stuff, we didn't really need the stuff either. We could have just got it on the plane or you got it in the car. And I think that was the most like I still have stuff like back in my house in New York. And I'm just like, man, I don't I don't you know, it wasn't the stuff, it was me like getting on the plane and being like stepping out for the first time and being like, holy shit, Kendall, like, what are we actually doing here? Yeah, I've Um, had those moments too. And I think that like, it's fair to say that I have had moments where I'm like, did I? You always, once you do it, right, you have, you teeter this line of like, I could, when things are hard and you're uncomfortable, you teeter this line of like, I can push through this and trust in something bigger than myself or I can go back to everything I've ever known um, because it's comfortable and it's safe. (laughs) And every time that I've had that feeling and I've had that feeling quite a few times in the last three months, um, that's never an option for me. And that's how I know that deep down, I really just need to be patient. Yeah, Um, no, absolutely. I think patience is a virtue. Yeah, like I literally need to get that tattooed somewhere on my body because it's never (laughs) been truer. Tattooed across across my forehead. No, and Mm -hmm. I think everything 
is naturally just working out like and like there's a there's a fine line between like make it happen and like letting it work out like I get that because like sometimes you yeah. have to like take the but then, well and this you know, journey is a little bit of both you have to yeah, let no. it happen and you have to also make it happen yeah no I think that's the hard part about it is like you know if you don't teeter that fine line and go right down the middle with it and you're just too hesitant then it's never gonna happen but if you're just like hey I'm gonna make it happen like I'm gonna make it happen the first step but like what happens after that is kind of like you know that teetering edge which is a really odd uncomfortable but be (laughs) comfortable being uncomfy and I think you Mm -hmm. know I I love to be comfortable in all aspects of who doesn't we all don't need all but you know when you're scared, you know, you kind of like have this little je- adrenaline. It's fucking exhilarating. I'm getting adrenaline. No, is. I used to seek thrills from like very A, harmful, B, toxic, and C, yeah. temporary things. And I think that this is a more enriching type of thrill because like, yeah, I'm not fucking totally destroying yours. myself in the process. And it's mine. Absolutely. Yeah. It's mine. Like, um, this is yours. Yeah. And in it being yours, I do have one more question for you before we, like, sign off. Okay. Um, So, obviously, we talked a little bit about, like, making friends and, um, you know, kind of having to put ourselves out there. Yeah. So, this has just been, like, a recent venture, like, mini venture within the venture for me. So, I was just, like, curious about your take on it. Um, But... How's like the queer community scene? <laughs> like, how has that been for you? It's actually been insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, San Diego is so queer. It's actually like, I'm just yeah. like, how is this, how is this even possible? You know, I'm meeting, you know, there's queer, totally queer girl oriented bars. I'm just like, oh, hey. And like, I've met so many people like constantly meeting new people like mm-hmm. you know you know you meet friends you go on coffee dates you know you're dating like you know like adult dating so weird and like you yeah. know you're kind of you <laughs> I'm know, kind of out I'm, of like I'm benched for that yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but like but and I'm not like you know like it's just like one of those things that like it's very new for me too because I've never you know had so many people in the queer community and like so many outlets and it's like not even just the drinking scene like there's just like you know safe spaces that like you know are just going to be queer friendly Mm -hmm. and I think that's super empowering and it's like super crazy to experience (coughs) I had Connor out here and he was like calm down yeah he was just like shout out calm John but yeah for real we love you (laughs) I I brought him out here because obviously I left the hometown that we obviously he still resides in and I was just like you need to see what I see like all the time yeah and oh my god I'm just trying like, to recruit my sister yeah like, look at us go yeah <laughs> and he's just like wow this is like so amazing he's like I didn't even know this was like even possible and like yeah. to feel possible in this big world is super cool especially um, when you walk su- a life that's like you walk a path that people don't want like a lot of people still don't want to be possible yeah no like exactly and San Diego has really you know obviously we have like those not so great things happen but Mm -hmm. as a whole you know I feel welcomed like there's a community here 
Like I said, like, there's so many possibilities for just friendship, relationships. And, you know, I never, we never had that. Like me and you were like riding, riding in college. It was it. Like, and I literally had made my way through every queer person on campus and was like, yeah, it's just like, it's just, is this a me thing? Or is this like a population (laughs) thing? (laughs) No, it's like, you know, it's been definitely overwhelming, but in a good way to like meet Mm -hmm. so many people. And like, you just like, how did I like end up here and stumble upon like so many great people? And, you know, I think it's super important for me in like this stage of just like figuring me out, like individually, it's been nice to like be around new types of people and like really, you know, immerse myself in that adult friendship dating culture which is yeah being an adult is literally just being a child but bigger and you have to pay bills as far as I'm concerned yeah Um, I don't know really is (laughs) as far as the queer community here I've honestly been very pleasantly surprised because when you think about venturing south like we're from New York and you know upstate had its little its little pockets of like yeah yikes um (laughs) but you know, overall, it's, we are very fortunate that we don't have to worry about a lot of things. And so one of my biggest um, concerns, I guess, or apprehensions was, what's the social climate going to be? Um, And in the city that I live in, like, I can't speak for all parts of the state. But I've been very pleasantly surprised at the open-mindedness and the visibility that marginalized people do have here. Um, And even in the school uh, that I work in, which is um, very rural compared to where I live, um, the kids, like kids are just so cool um, and they don't even realize it. Like teenagers can be a different breed sometimes, but like at the end of the day, they are just very candid um and they they're just cool um so that's honestly been a lot of you know testing the waters there and like being the new staff member that's not only the new staff member but also the new staff member that puts a pride flag in her room Hell yeah and not having like feeling safe in doing that was like okay and knowing that even if there were to be pushback because you're not ever 100% safe, sadly, that people would have my back and mm-hmm. the organization that I work for. I work for a non-for-profit that pushes into the schools, so I'm not an employee of the school. Um, mm-hmm. The organization that I work for is just incredible. So yeah. I think little by little, mm-hmm. like, it's literally just, it's writing itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to see at the table? You gotta, you gotta be at clean the table off the motherfucking the table and sit down. Yeah, and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta you, and you gotta do that in your own life too. Like, you want to see yeah. at the table in your own life? You gotta do it. You know, and I think that's the biggest takeaway is that in all of this, moving relationships, whatever, you have to have that willingness to, you know, have the confidence to fail and try and fail and try and fail and try. And, yeah, you know, we're just gonna keep keep getting after it mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so happy to chat with you I know um, I feel like I'm so happy to days. be back like that's one of the things that this whole big move has like pushed me to do is to just get back in this space like I don't care if I become a worldwide sensation or if seven people listen to this like I just really wanted to be back in this space 
Um, so yeah, thanks for doing the damn thing with me. I'll always do the damn thing. Bonnie yeah. and fly. And mark my words, we are going to be Beverly Hills Chihuahuas this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Everyone come no, to San Diego. <laughs> For real. Pay us a visit. No, um, please, but yeah. Please. I mean, I think that's all I got, unless you want to add some more really I mean, lovely avocado toast wisdom. I mean, obviously, you know, I thank you for having me on the reboot episode. This is exciting. I've been geeking about it all week. Like, guys, I'm going to be on a podcast. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's cool that even on opposite sides of the world, we can, you know, we're still doing have, we we can still share that humanness of change and embracing change. And, you know, whether or not we express it all the time, you know, we always have each other's backs, which is like a super cool thing. Like, you know, you always got yeah. somebody in your corner type deal. So take the leap. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll be sending each other snail mail or something soon, but I yeah. love you forever. Um, you. And uh, as for the rest of you, I'll see you next Tuesday. Woo-hoo.